Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Kyle here. You know I got Soul Podcast back in here. We've got Tom. Um, Ed, I think, is out there listening to Common's Universal Mind Control album. I think he did a top... What? <laughs> Come on. Great Neptune's beat. Ed is at the bar doing a few frosty beverages for his birthday. I think he turned uh, 65, so uh, happy birthday, Ed. All right, moment of silence. We're going to play some Earth, Wind, and Fire for Ed after this podcast. <laughs> wow. Hey, they're actually on tour right now, I believe. Um, they're doing arena tours, so shout-outs to Earth, Wind, and Fire. But that's for another time, Tom. We have a lot of R&B to talk about right now. So let me tell you something. I, I interviewed Joe today, one of the most popular artists on You Know I Got Soul. Yep. We've interviewed him a whole bunch of times. Great guy, very humble. He said this might be his last album. And you know why? Wow. The reason why, why? why is because no one's supporting R&B. He said, what's the point of... Uh, basically, the, the interview will be out soon, but he basically said, what's the point of releasing an album if no one's going to buy it? That's sad. What do you think about that? He makes a good that? point. He makes a good point. Um, man, it's it, it's hard right now. Like with an, we, We've been talking about Usher for the last couple of months, and he only sold 20-something thousand, and he's one of the premier artists. But, you know, you have a lot of great R&B projects that have come out recently that we're, I think we're going to talk about later on, like the Eric Benet project, which we all really like. Um, after Seven came back, after many, many years of not – you know, being on the surface of this earth, they came back, and I think they've only sold like three to four thousand first week. So Joe, who's been one of the more consistent artists, who's constantly putting out music, it does get discouraging. And to be honest, I can't really blame him. But at the same time, are we just strictly looking at album sales now as a way of measuring success? Because I don't know. Maybe it is that now. Let me ask you a question. What's up? There's like 4 billion humans on this earth, and yep. only 5,000 can support Eric Renee in his first week. Yeah. Where, where are all the people who supported his previous albums? Are, are they just not willing to purchase it anymore? Uh, they just want to stream it? Like, I, I just don't. I'm a numbers guy. The numbers aren't adding up, Kyle. Tell me, what's the deal here? Well, I think. I wish Ed were here for this because it's more so his de- it's more so his demographic than mine. I know what, what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on with my generation. We've moved on to Spotify. Some of us are still torrenting and doing the whole thing. Um, Ed's generation is the one we got to look at. The ones that used to buy the CDs. Um, I don't think they're hip with the with the streaming. Well, maybe Ed is, but I don't think his. Uh, his partners are. Um, so we got to find out what's going on with the 30s and 40s and 50s uh, age bracket. What are, how are they consistent? Is it just radio now? So um, I don't really know because I'm thinking that's the demographic that's really gone missing in, in this whole music equation. Well, if you think about it, it's crazy to me. Both Joe and Eric Benet have top five singles at Urban AC. So... The older folks yep. who like that music know should know they have an album out or coming out. So what's yep. the missing piece of the puzzle? Is there not enough? I mentioned this to you earlier. Is there uh, Are there not enough stores that even sell the music? Because I, I don't know if older folks are downloading and on, on iTunes or whatever. Maybe they can't find it in a store. And Maybe they de- have no store. Well, um, from my understanding, if people bought CDs, you would find it at the store. It kind of goes hand-in-hand, I believe. Yeah, but remember, there's no stores anymore. All you got is Best Buy, and I don't know what else you have. What else else is there? uh, Oh, man, remember when we went to Target and uh, they categorized Rihanna (laughs) and The Weeknd as R&B? Oh, man. I remember that. (laughs) Uh, They probably don't even have an R&B section anymore. To be honest, the target probably yeah. has no, no R&B probably, <laughs> No, you're right, because I went last time and it's just categorized as urban now. You're right. Yeah. But that's so. a conversation for another time. Times are changing, but <laughs> let's talk. Can we, can we talk about Joe for a second? If this is his last album, what is the legacy? Joe, 
will have gone down as one of the top artists of his generation, obviously. Um, he had some of the biggest hits, realistically. I mean, what can you... There'll be a huge loss for R&B if Joe decided to stop making music. I mean, geez. It's hard to say. I mean, he's one of the biggest hit makers in R&B. I mean, he's one of the most popular artists on our site. You should see the reaction we get when we say we're interviewing Joe. So many people responded to us today, you know, having questions for him. Our, Our Joe interviews get the most hits, so... If he stopped making music, that would be a a problem. I, I don't even know what to say. Does that mean we're quitting the site? <laughs> Man, R&B needs us, Kyle. R&B needs us. We can't quit the site. No, I don't know if R&B needs us, Matt, because let me tell you, Alicia Keys, I think you just found out today that she's putting out her new album next week. Alicia Keys has a new album. I just found this out today. It's coming out next week. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep, so I think R&B needs, I don't know, I, it's but, not looking but, pretty out <laughs> but, but honestly, Alicia Keys gave up on R&B herself years ago. Think about it. Yeah. Alicia, um, I wouldn't even call her an R&B singer anymore. She went for the pop crowd. Man. Yeah, I can see how that that's the case, but... Wait a um, hold on, hold on. You were the one who told me she was making... She was making housewife music. You told me that. I said that? Something similar to that statement. I don't recall ever saying that. <laughs> but you, <laughs> no, but you housewife know what I'm saying. Music. The songs are like, they're for the the older, you know, women. They're not really the, the music she came out with when she started. It's not the same. Yeah, I think that started changing after, I want to say... I mean, definitely there was a huge difference after the first album, but she kind of lost me after no, the third album. The Diary of Alicia Keys was still definitely R&B. Yeah, but compare that to the debut. Oh, she already no. had lost... She lost no. some of her street edge already. Come on. Yeah, but that's major labels for you. They guide you. All right. I mean, uh, but, really, to me, the element of freedom was the first one she really went away from R&B altogether. And then Girl on Fire was just, I, I mean, I don't even consider these R&B. It was like Emily Sunday music. <laughs> You're calling it Emily Sunday music when Alicia Keys came before her. What does that even mean? That's Alicia sad. Keys is a Alicia Keys is a poor man and Emily Sunday. That's not that's that's sad. <laughs> but that's really realistically that's where we're at, you know. Our you yeah. know, global global superstars really have to mimic what's hot at the moment and Alicia Keys really you know, realistically has tried to do that. You know what's funny with Alicia Keys though? Um I don't know if you remember the single she put out earlier this year, In Common. It had yeah. sort of a it had, sort of had sort of a Drake type of vibe to it. I thought that was really going to catch on, but it kind of went nowhere. Um, and then now, when you look at the track list for the album, that's not even on the album. I'm not even sure if it's a bonus track actually. Um, and she's put out a couple of songs since then, and the direction is completely different. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that project. Um, well, you but we'll find that. out next week. That's the same thing that happened with Usher from uh, RCA. Yeah. They kind yep. of experimented, tried to find out what worked. But for Alicia Keys, shout out to our boy, Kerry Crucial Brothers. He was the con- he was there for the beginning of Alicia Keys' stardom. He produced yep. her first two albums, had a couple songs on the As I Am album, but really she abandoned him after that. And, you know, I always think back to Drake. And he's always stuck with his producer, uh, 40, which is 40, right? Like he's yep. stuck with him and through his whole career. And like, that's worked for him. He knows that producer at 40 knows him and it's worked. How come other artists don't do that? They branch out, they leave their origins and kind of end up lost. I feel like, I mean, I'm thinking you know. of names off the, I'm thinking of names off the top now. 
Usher, Jermaine Dupree, Alicia Keys, um, Crucial. There's a handful of them, right? Like, yeah, there's more than yeah, that. I mean. And you're right. Like, the ones that stick to it, they seem to do well. Look at Justin Timberlake. He's stuck with Timberland. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know why they do that. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but who knows? There's a lot that goes behind the scenes as well. Could I just say something about Justin Timberlake? Yep. You got a you got a pop star, and he just went in his own direction R and B and dominated, and like each time out, like people, I don't think people give him enough credit for what he did. Really, if you if, when you look back at it, he stayed authentic to who he was and made the music he wanted to make, and it was successful. Yep. And how come, like, no one else seems to like to do that anymore. You know, everyone's trying to mimic what's hot at the moment, but Justin Timberlake went his own own route. Well, I mean, to be fair, Justin Timberlake, no matter what he puts out, he's going to get attention because he's Justin Timberlake. And one could argue... Go ahead. Well, I mean, one could say that Usher should get that same attention, but he doesn't. So I think... Usher has to be a little more creative with how he presents his music to the audience, which is why he has to put out the pop singles and the dance-driven singles and the turn-up music, where Justin Timberlake can just be himself and the audience will fully embrace it. I think another artist sure? that's able to... Are you sh- well, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think another artist that's like that is Bruno Mars now. He's just making music that he likes. Yeah, but the thing but is, he, the, music, the music resonates with people. I mean, 24K... You know, you have to. It, it doesn't fit what's popular or whatever, but it's still a good record. I mean, people like it. People have to like the yeah. music. No Limit was a number one single, but I don't think it really it resonated with anyone. For Usher, I yeah, mean, just like people wouldn't say it's a timeless record. Nope, no, they wouldn't. So, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's un, maybe it is unfair. But if Justin Timberlake would have put out No Limit, where would we be at now? Would he would he have been the same success, celebrating the same success he is now, or would he be looking for answers like Usher is? Hard to say. Hard to say. Can you um, imagine Justin Timberlake putting out No Limit? <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> um, but anyways... Wait a Let's second. Talk about, can we just say that was like probably like the worst number one single ever in the history of music? No Wait. limit. Are you kidding Come me? Come on. Come on. That, was that song, what was good about that song? Catchy? Who even conceptualized that song? Was Usher a diehard No Limit Records fan? Did he love Master P? I I don't understand. Well, we got to get Usher on the uh, on an interview soon. I'm, so. I'm serious. Yeah, I wish we could interview Usher and just ask him like how that song was created. I mean, I really don't understand that song at all. It was the number one single, and I don't think anyone really even liked it. Honestly, I mean, it, yeah. was he a, was he a diehard No Limit Records fan? Did he love Master P? I, where did it even come into play? Like, it's just so random to me. Yeah. Not sure on that one. Yeah, he doesn't really do interviews, so we can't know the answer to the to that question, so. Well, uh, luckily for us, luckily for us, it seems like he's given up on promoting the album, which leads me to believe that. <laughs> you say luckily for us? Oh, come on. Well, actually, can, can, we, can we give... Hold on, can we give can we give give Usher some props really quickly? Yes, we just re, we just recently discovered that there is a song on his album that's actually really really good. Oh my good. god! <laughs> we recently it's discovered. The, uh, do you realize this? We, uh, hold on, can we just admit that we love Usher? Usher is a legend. We love his no. what he's done in his career. No, absolutely. And you have to, Kyle, you have to say these things, or else they think you're a hater. <laughs> Usher is a legend. We love him. Okay. His last album, his last album was not very good. However, the first song on that album, it's a grower. 
You know what the problem, though, with that song is you got to skip the skit every time. And that's so annoying to me. What's the skit? On the conversation with, uh, with, the, with, with some the girl? lady. Yeah, but you got to skip it every time. And we discussed this on Twitter, I think. You, you, we, we mentioned this on Twitter. Why would you put a skit on a song? Like, you got to skip it. Like, Genuine did that with Pony on his album version. We throw the best band party? Yeah, you got to skip it every time. Like, you don't want to hear the, the, the skit. Wait, hold on. True or false? Would you know who Tisha Campbell is if it wasn't for that Genuine skit? Oh, my. You never watched Martin, man. This is before my time. You're young. You wouldn't know any yeah. better. If Ed was here, he would say, good Lord. Play it, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you make a good point. But yeah, that, that Usher song is, is good. We can admit that. Yeah. Usher has a, Usher has a potential. So Why are we talking about Usher again? Every uh, freaking it, it, podcast. I promise you after this, we're going to move on to something else. Okay, good. You were saying else to say. Well, Usher has, has the potential Usher, to make Usher great songs. Like, like, if you listen to the first song, it needs you, I think it's called. It, it, he has the potential. He just is not willing to go that route anymore. And we understand. We understand why he does it. Yep. I'm not confused about it. You know, it's just... It is what it is. The business. The business. But, yep. okay, so we're going we're gonna to move on from Usher, and I want to talk about an album that I don't think anyone would expect me to talk about, Tom, and that is the After 7 album. Oh, my. Timeless. Oh, my goodness. Someone crank up the time machine because we're going back in 1992. Wow. After 7, Tom, can we talk about the first song off that album? I knew it when they sent me the advanced copy. I listened to that song. I was like, damn, this is a hit. And they didn't release it as a single. They have two other right- songs out of singles, but not that one. Running Out is the song of that. It is the song. And can we talk about Babyface for a second? Because last year he wrote that song for Jordan Sparks. And that was... Wait. A, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They that don't was, give. That, but, was an, that was my favorite that was song a, of the year. You're probably still playing it right now. I am. And if Ed didn't sync that song on our countdown, that would, that would have been number one. So just so um, you all know, to keep it real. <laughs> Just keep it real. But Babyface does it again with this song. Well, the interesting Man. thing about After 7 and their album is that these are all leftovers from Babyface's last album. Think about that. Yeah. Like, he That's has... Uh, he left behind gems like this, and, he, you know, it's just crazy. Babyface is such a genius. Yeah. So, but and you know what, though? I'm glad to see a group coming back and being successful being relatively successful. I mean, what do you consider success these days? They had two hit singles. That's enough for me. No, I think After 7 did pretty well for themselves, with all things considered. I mean, they're back to being, to being relevant. They can tour again, you know. Yep. I just saw them in Beanie Kings. They can still perform. Yep. Um, I mean, other groups we've seen come back with mixed results. I mean, we want a name drop. Um, groups? Let's just keep it real. That Jodeci album was, was underwhelming. <laughs> well, see, I think the difference is, or at least what I really liked about the After 7 project and how they put it all together, it was just strictly about the music. Right. They they focused on the music. They put out some hits that climbed the Urban AC charts. Just some quality, timeless, no pun intended, music. And, it worked for them. For Jodeci, it was more about the spectacle than the music itself. Um, and it's it's a lot. And you have a lot of different groups that are trying to come back, but you know they're they're just stuck in that in that situation where it's just like, man, like, are they going to come out? Um, I thought Silk would have done better when they came out because they had a really good single as well. You know what's interesting is, uh, and, you know, I always think about this. Is is no one. Like, in the 90s, if you were a flop of an artist, you would disappear. No one would ever hear about you again. But in 2016, you could remain relevant kind of forever. Like, I just... It is not this. I interviewed Hi-Fi recently. They performed at our Soul Village show. They're still, you know, they're still making music. 
you know, it's tough for them. It's tough to make a comeback without resources. You know, they're trying. And uh, like you mentioned, Silk, they're another one. They they make good music, but you're always going to hear about these groups. If you follow them on social media, they're going to continue making music. They're not going to retire or anything like that. And uh, it's the environment we're in right now. It's, it's an interesting time. It's it's almost, yeah. I keep saying it's we're flooded with music right now. It's it's almost overwhelming. What do you think about that? I mean, what else is there to say? The not only is it a situation where there's too much music coming out, it's too much of the same music coming out. Um, it, like, and I might be sounding ignorant right now, but I don't really understand. Well, I don't know the difference between Ty Dolla Sign, Future, Designer. Give me some <laughs> names. Give Come me some on. names here. Come on. No, you don't know the I'm, difference? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really well, don't. <laughs> yeah, but to take it back to our lane, though, Urban AC, you know, yeah. do, do you know they're required to play oldies on those stations? Oh, well, so yeah, really, I mean, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but the problem is they can only fit so many new new music new music songs on that chart on the those station. Yep. So yep. really, that's that's a problem. Like we love that Silk song, but stations yep. probably didn't have room to play it in their rotation because they had to they were required to play, you know, oldies, and then they have their other rotation. It sucks. And 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 all the songs that are being played, new songs on Urban AC, they typically come from major labels. Like that Mary J song, Thick of It, which I really like. Shout-outs to our boy Camper, who produced it. Jasmine Sullivan wrote it. That's in in a span of three weeks. And I kid you not, Tom, three weeks, it's that number two now. In three weeks. That's crazy. That's... Like I I said, it's a... Yeah, I, I, yeah, but see, that's what I don't understand. Is it did it move yeah. that fast because there's no competition, because no one no one's willing to pay besides the major label, or because it's that good? Because be little... you know, the almighty dollar still controls radio. Oh yeah. So like, would well, would you believe that a Tyrese song right now on Urban AC is number four? I bet you can't even name the title of that song. That guy's rich though. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but you there know what's you go. I'm one? looking at the... What's number one? Ro James. Our boy, Ro James. Ro James. RCA, though. There you go. Another major label. They have money. Uh, it's a tough one. I man. don't know. But that's... But Ro James, that, Permission is... That's a great song. So, no, it's a good song. Not, not to take anything away. Not not, not to take any way, anything away from that song. That's a great song. No, no, I know. It's just, uh, yeah. But, but how many well, urban? How, how many R and B singers have even left on on labels at this point? Well, probably, it's not uh, looking pretty, Tom. I can only think of like less than ten, probably. Yeah, it's not looking pretty. But Tom, one of the the major label R and B artists that's left is Seven Streeter, who's Gone into oh, some news man. recently. I, I was waiting for you to bring this up. I was so man, happy. we love Seven. We're, we we love Seven, and way to go, Seven. Seven Street are made at ESPN. I couldn't believe it. Wait, can you can you explain right? to them? Can you explain to everyone what happened, Kyle? All right. So it was the opening night of the NBA, or maybe not the. It was the opening game for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. And Seven Streeter was set to perform the national anthem. Two minutes before she went on to the court, um, she was wearing a We Matter jersey with the number seven on it, seven representing her. We Matter obviously representing all the craziness that's happening happening in the U.S. right now. Right before she got on, uh, the Sixers organization told her that she is not allowed to wear that. So... Instead, they offered her to wear a 76ers jersey instead. She said no, so they decided to move in another direction. I think they got one of the backup dancers to sing the national anthem, and 7th Streeter was left in the dust. Well, let me ask you a question. If she wasn't assigned to a major label, would she have put on that 76ers jersey? 
Ooh, that's. I don't uh, know. We're, we're not going to. Why do you say that? that? Why, why do not? Uh, well, because okay. because it was great <laughs> press. Let's be honest, it was great press. I never Chip the Streeter being on the ESPN article on the main headlines. I mean, come on, that's great press. You're right. You're right. You're right. She's on U.S. Weekly, Billboard, man, all these different. She's even on. The, she's even on NBA. Hold on, Tom. She's even on NBA.com. And this is not to say Seven Street doesn't care about social injustices and and what's going on in the world, but this is the best. She has press an album coming gotten. out. I mean, yeah, she has an album coming. This is the best press she's gotten. In, yep. You know, so I'm just saying, like I, I almost feel horrible that it has to come to this for an artist to get this type of attention. They have to have some type of incident. You know, it, it's it's because uh, Seven's a great artist. Let's be let's be honest. Oh, we love Seven. We we've been there since Seven's beginnings. So yeah, we yeah, we were, and, and we want to see her do well. And you know, sometimes things like this happen, but we're not going to hold it against her. It's just it's just interesting to see all that's needed now to just put out an album if you're just a traditional R&B singer. Well, I don't think she did that. So, I don't think she did no. it to get promo. I think oh, no, that, of course not. I think that it just turned into a situation and then she lucked into promo. And what you kind of have to. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, is what yeah. it is. You I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. No, I, I doubt it. Um, Tom, I want to talk about another situation right now, and I wish Ed was here for this, but we're going to have to wait on that. We'll get his reaction next week, but 112 is back. Yeah, I heard that. Is that for real? Hey, I saw Mike in the studio. I saw, who was it? I saw Slim in the studio. Saw Q in the studio. Didn't see Duran. I think he's out with Team Duran Jones right now, but I think... I think, I think. Shout out to Deron. We love him. He's one. He's he's he uh, he provides a lot of great entertainment on social media. Now follow on Kyle underscore YKIGS. Yep. No, but Deron is he's great. He he's very interactive with his fans. Yeah, he really I, I saw him giving up. I I saw him giving out tickets to the Bad Boy Show as well. So he definitely yeah, cares yeah. about his fans. But one twelve is back. Um, I think it's serious. I think they've realized now after touring for about three years that there is a demand for 112. Um, I think the Bad Boy Tour definitely helped. I think, Tom, we were trying to figure out why they didn't put out music when the tour started. But the tour tour is over now, and it looks like they're getting back in the studio. Yeah, I hope so. People would love to hear it. You know, it goes back to what we just talked about, though. People would love to see new music, but are they going to support it, though? You know, realistically, yeah. are they going to support it? Yep. it oh, man, it's just like yep. a whole different landscape these days. Yep. You know, I don't even know. It's what, yeah. Well, Tom, it's funny because what I've noticed with every comeback that's happened, and this is no disrespect to the artist, but, for example, when, what, let's say 112 uh, announces their comeback, people only remember their first two albums or first three albums and, and think, oh, man, this is going to be amazing but they forget that they released an album like Hot and Wet. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that was a that disappointing that, album. That was a very disappointing album. <laughs> Damn, you just asked me that question about when I was disappointed with an album. I should have mentioned that, that one. Was, that was it? Yeah, that was up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. One of my uh, disappointments was The Senior by Jenny Wine. Ooh. That was disappointing. That was disappointing. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. The senior. Uh, we love Genuine. We don't want to diss anyone on this podcast. We love these artists. We, gotta keep, we love R&B. We gotta, hold on, but we got to keep it real. If, if the album is not doing... Like, shout-outs to our boy, Kempire and Silent. They just started their... Uh, uh, I think their podcast or their radio show. Um, I think it's called Silent and Kemp Uncensored. Something like that, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, that that is us as well. We're uncensored right now. We're gonna keep it real. So, so Tom, you, so how would you say you you feel about Lockdown the movie on this on the senior album? 
<laughs> Locked down. <laughs> oh man. If anyone was here right now, he'd probably agree with us that this was not his best work. I don't know. I think, and I don't know about that. Remember, I don't know. He did, about have, he did have in those jeans. He did have stingy on here. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah was song. actually a big hit. Love you more is a good song. So he had hits on there. I mean, it's just so up and down. Mike Tyson, yeah. again, you know. How does he even know my dude? Oh man, this is epic. When I talked to when I talked to Joe today for this interview, and he talked about yep. timeless R and B, the first name he mentioned was genuine for artists who have to keep it going. Wow. Like as as like a legendary artist, he mentioned genuine. I, was I, surprised. I think he's hmm. That's no, an interesting he is. one. No, I think. he is. No, you think so? When you think of R&B, you think of genuine. No, you're right. You're right. You're Come right. Yeah, you're right. I, my my bad on that one. <laughs> he, he definitely is is one. Um, Tom, can we can we uh, change the mood a little bit and let's talk about some sad songs? Because um, oh, no. the other day, the other day you had mentioned the Boys to Men song doing just fine. Oh man, that's a very 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 oh. very sad song. Oh. Can we? Can you talk? Can, can you talk about some other songs that got you through some hard times? Here's, oh man, I'm going back to one twelve. I'm going back to one twelve. Do you? Oh, do you know the song "Funny Feelings" by one twelve? Shouts to Eric Roberson. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe he writes a song like this. So sad. Your letter by one twelve. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Those are some sad songs. What else do you have? What do you got? Man, let me... Uh, it's, time to, it's time to pull up the iTunes. Hold on. It, it, it is time to pull up the iTunes. Damn. Eric I mean, you can't go wrong... You can't go wrong with a Boys to Men song. I know. That, that's a fact. Fact. Oh, man. There's so many songs that I can think of right now. Um, Wait, did Aaliyah ever really have a sad song? I'm trying to think. Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Yeah. Miss You, I guess, but that yeah. was kind of symbolic of her passing, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Remember the Static Major song? Which? Illusion. Oh, that's, that's a symbolic as well. That's a symbolic song as well. It's a sad song. Uh, yeah. Avant has a couple of sad songs too. Genuine has some sad songs, but they're more yep. personal to his to his situation. Yep. Two reasons exactly. I cry and yeah, Avant has some. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting? I asked I, Joe uh, about how, you know making. Vulnerable songs in his career. Joe's had some songs. Yeah, not, Joe definitely has. Not necessarily has. like tearjerkers, but more so he messed up and, you know, trying to get his girl back. Joe's had some of those. Yeah. You know who hasn't had a really uh, tearjerker song? Music Soul Child. I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Mm. Mm. Merry Go Round is probably the closest no. one to that. Wait. But. Wait, hold on. Mm, yeah, you're right. I, 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 he has, he hasn't had one. He's a soul child. Yeah, you're right. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he hasn't had a super sad song. Yeah. Shout yeah. to music soul child, our, our boy. We'll tell him to work on that for the next album. <laughs> him and Warren Campbell. That's <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> All right, Tom. I don't want to waste everyone's time with us going through this iTunes thing. Um, what else do you have right now? Well, what's coming out in the in the in the coming weeks? We just found out Alicia Keys is coming out. We know Joe's coming out. What else is on tap um, the rest of the year? I don't. I live in. Well, I mean, I think I think TLC is slowly but surely 
starting to release music. I mean, they did the whole fundraising campaign, took everyone's money, and kind of just disappeared. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it looks like they're going to put that money to use. Well, they, they put out two put new out songs today. Two new songs. Joyride was actually sounded pretty good. And then the other one was okay. Haters. But, you know, we, we, that was, the, the campaign was in early 2015. So we've been waiting for almost two years now. Yeah. You know they're going to come out with something. They can't just run out of the money. Right? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> These is it uh, hold on? Is it considered a crime to to start up a, a fundraising campaign and just take the money? But, you never promised. You know, hold on. They never promised anyone anything. They just said they wanted to work on a new album. <laughs> I'm just come saying. On, come on. I'm just saying. Come on. So you're saying oh. they, they, we we tried and uh, it didn't quite work out. So we're just uh, that's it. Yeah, we're not. We can't. We can't split the money back to all of you guys. So we'll just take it. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> wait, Tom. There's uh, there's two other albums that I want to quickly uh, talk about. The first one being our boy Bobby V, Hollywood yes. Arts. Put up. He put out the movie and then he put out the album, which was like a futuristic R&B, as he explained it. And you know what? I think Bobby V gets it. You can't just put out an album and expect it to sell. So he partnered up with BET. And um, I forget the director. What was the director's name? Um, I'm sorry, it's Casey right now. We interviewed her with Bobby V. Let me hold up. Let me pull it up real quick. While you're you're right though, he does. Right, well, it. It, it takes it takes an extra level of promo to to release a project these days. You got to put in the extra work. You can't just rely on dropping on iTunes. You know. Yep. So Bobby V gets it. Um, put out the album along with oh, the movie. Uh, Tangie B. Moore. She's mad cool. We interviewed her with Bobby, you know, and uh, yeah. the movie came out a couple weeks ago on BET, like you mentioned. Tom, can you read one of the comments on the YouTube video? No. Are you on the YouTube? I'm scared to do that. Why? Should I do it then? No. <laughs> Tangie's got some major jugs. That's not even... But that's the problem, man. See, right there is the problem. You got these people who just sit in their, their the mom's basement and write these comments, man. That's all we have these days. Man, when I saw that, man, I, I lost it. But that was the father's idea. Come uh, on, you got it. That person is a reader of our website. We got to show him some love. Would Tanji be laughing at that comment? I don't know. Then there you go. I mean, we laugh, we laugh at a lot of Lachelle Wallace's comments, so. Shout to Lachelle Wallace. She'll be on an upcoming podcast in the coming weeks. She brings us great comedy. If you haven't had a chance, read all of our YouTube comments and have a great laugh. But, yeah, shout out to Bobby B for putting out the album. Um, can't really say it's it's my album. You know, I'm a big Bobby V fan. That was a little different for me. I still got to live with the album a little more. Um, so there's that album, and Tom, there's the other album that's caused a lot of buzz, which is Solange, who finally came back after many, many years. I know Sandball, Sandcastle Disco was like your favorite song of all time. Oh, man. The last album. Oh. And she came, she came back this time with a, I guess like a neo-soul, laid-back, very, you know, smooth R&B album. A well, seat at the like table. Do you realize Raphael Sadiq executive produced that album? Like, that's crazy. Like, why would she even think of him to do that, you know? but With Tweet on the, ba- on, with tweet on the background vocals. Yeah, on like four or five different songs. I mean, this is crazy to me. And it did well. Yep. And Solange is a great artist. I mean, it's just that this whole element of surprise of releasing albums. I don't, I don't know. It's... It, it's a good album, but like I don't like that. You have to rely on like tricks to to sell an album. Like Beyonce hey, Tom, you ready to, did it. Yeah, go ahead. You ready to piss, you ready to piss off a couple of people? Go ahead. What? If Solange was not Beyonce's sister, would this album have gone noticed? I, I said that. No, I think she wouldn't have even have been an artist in the first place. Realistically, really, like 
you know how many artists are out there trying to break in? You know, we, we, we have so many that reach out to us on a daily basis trying to get featured on the site. Yep. Like, if Solange didn't have connections, she might not even have had the chance. That's just realistic. Not saying she's not talented, but there's a lot of talented artists out there. So I just chalk it up to that. She had the yep. connection. Her father had money. And we we get to have Solange's music, which is not bad. It's good. So that's the way it is. Yeah, and shout out to Solange. She's made the most of what she has. Like, Cranes in the Sky, that's, that's a top ten record of the year for our countdown, or at least I would hope. Um, and the album is solid. So shout out to Solange for putting together a great project. Lots of love from, from, from you know, I got so about that one. Remember how they they did her at Essence Festival, though? Man. What happened there? You were there. Come on. I don't remember this. They put Solange on the first day, first artist. Uh, Right. No one was was even in there that day. Just like how they did Brandy. In the Essence Festival, no one showed up at 7 p.m., man. And Solange was on there rocking out. and It was like no one was there. Yep. So sad. Yeah. Sad times. Uh, man. Well, shout out to Solange. He did well. Uh hope she goes on tour soon, too, to capitalize Murph, Murph. on that album. Murph, do you think she will? I think so. She, she should. should. She should, yeah. She should. She should. I mean, I, I don't see why she wouldn't. Remember her first album? Yeah. It was that good. Was, a, was it? It was solid. That was too B2K sounding for me. But that was the sound of the times, man. Remember, she had songs like Crush. Yep. <laughs> Neptunes. You missed that time, Tom? <laughs> what was that, 2004, 2005? 2003. Damn, that was a good time for music. Neptunes on everything. Part. Neptunes on every single album. Yep, people still purchased the R&B. Yeah, it was a good time. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Moving on. We're living in the present now. Um, we should we should wrap it up. Yeah, it's been a lot of just ranting going on for the last hour or so. I, I don't even know how long this podcast has been. It's been 53 minutes, so we have just enough time for food conversation. Excellent. It's Halloween, Tom. But I think we've talked about I think we've talked about how I think we've done a Halloween discussion before. No, um, no, have we? I want to say we have because it sounds very, very familiar. All right, I got one for um, you. I, I got one. Right. I don't think we've done this. Wait, have you ever done trick or treating? Do they do it in Canada? Yeah. Oh yeah. They do. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was there was there, was there ever a time when you show up to a house? And they put something in their trick-or-treat basket, and it was, like, just garbage. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, of what, course. What, I'm just curious, what, what was it? All right, so let me break it down to you, right? So you go trick-or-treating, you carry your little bag around, and, you know, most cases you get those Kit Kats, you know, M&Ms, like the, like the, the, the average stuff, right? On the rare occasion, you'll get the um, the bigger chocolate bars. So shout out to the people who gave out those. Oh, that's amazing! Um, the full size bars. Full size bars, man. Man. Yeah. Uh, and then you get people who would hand out like Dunkaroos and stuff like that. Oh, um, Dunkaroos. Man, it was man. a good time. It was, it, um, <laughs> some people also gave out like juice boxes and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> juicy juice. <laughs> Yep. Um, yep. Uh, but the one that always disappointed me, and I think Ed actually posted this on on his Facebook. You remember that Halloween candy where the wrapper is just orange, <laughs> and no one seems <laughs> no one seems to know what it is. Yeah. That that was it for me. It was that orange thing. <laughs> it was like an orange, or it was a black wrapper. It was one of the two. But I when I saw it, I didn't even bother to eat it. I was just Throw it away. Wow. Can I get my experience? Yeah. Yep. 
Well, the best is when they give you cash, like a dollar bill. Oh, man. They gave out dollars? Yes. But then, you had people who gave out pennies. And to me, pennies is like, it's not even worth anything. That's like garbage to me. No. Absolutely. (laughs) And the U.S. actually considered, like, eliminating pennies because no one wants them. So that's, to me, it's like putting garbage in your bag. So then, when you're a kid, you know, you don't want to get hard candy, like, like a peppermint or something. Like people put that. In yeah, there. no, no, you don't. You definitely, you definitely don't want that. Yeah. And then, and then when people put healthy stuff like an apple, like apple slices. I mean, come on, man. You want candy? Yeah, that's, that's actually dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And these days, you don't know. It's almost risky to even go out these days with what's going on yep. in this world. You never know yep. what people people could like contaminate this stuff. You, know, you don't know. So Tom, let me there, let man. me hold on, Tom. Let me ask you this: Even if it was contaminated, and it may have been, if someone handed you Starburst and it was the pink one, are you eating it? Ooh, that's a tough. <laughs> pink on, Starburst man. are really good. Come on, that's the best ones, man. That that pink you Starburst, gotta... man. You have to risk it. <laughs> you have to risk it. Especially if it's the Skittles. Especially if it's the Skittles, the purple package. Oh, man. Um, yeah. That's worth, it. That's worth yep. the trip to the hospital. That's, no, it's not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, there's another uh, candy. I don't know what it's called in the, in, the, in the States. We call them rockets. I think they're called Smarties over there. Oh, yeah. Candy rolls. Oh, that's gross, yeah. man. Oh, Eating that's drugs. Gr- oh, that's gross. <laughs> like drugs. Like drugs. What about candy? What about candy corn? That seems like something you guys love. Can't, the thing about candy corn is it tastes good. If you have too much, it, it just gets disgusting. <laughs> that's my opinion on that. You want to? Yeah, I, I just never liked it. So you just want to throw up in a garbage can at that point. Yep. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yikes. So, that about, that about wraps it up. That Yeah, that, that's R&B in a nutshell for you. A lot of disappointment in terms of sales. Um, not a lot of press, aside from 7th Streeter. And some R&B music that's good, but that no one notices, like the After 7 album. Can we just end it on a good note, though? Yeah. It's interesting that you brought this up. Tom, people like Pretty Ricky and Chingy, true or false, are more R&B than Jeremiah and Tory Lanez. Oh, man. It's true. Man. It's true. Man. You want to get, get even worse? Hey, what's Chingy, up? Chingy has had bigger hits than after seven. Wow. Look it up. With R&B artists. With R&B artists. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just Chingy. saying. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, Pulling Me Back is like one of the top five songs in the last 50 years. So, And I'm not, hear, I'm not hearing any uh, disagreement from that from you. Because you know it's true. It's a good song. Shout out to Jermaine Dupree. Shout out to SWV. Tyrese. Oh yeah, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> somewhere, Tyrese, somewhere Tyrese is celebrating right now. Um, so after this podcast, I'm going to tweet it out. Shoutouts to Tyrese for killing the hook on that Chiggy song. And yeah. Tyrese, Tyrese might not tweet for the la- for the for the past ten days, but once he sees our tweet, he'll retweet it. You know I what's interesting? I read on Wikipedia that was his second top ten hit. Tyrese or Chingy? Tyrese. Yeah. What was his first before that? I want to say how you going to act like that. No. Yeah. Yeah, really? it was. Oh, wow. So his first album had no top 10 hits? No, I think Sweet Lady peaked at like number 14 or something. Number 12. Oh, Lately right. was 56. You are right. Yeah. Wow. 
Damn, yeah. you can do that off the top of your head? That's Come crazy. on. They call wow. me the human Wikipedia. <laughs> Someone told me what to check my Wikipedia facts, but that's another story for another time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, all right, guys. Um, I, I really don't know how we're going to edit this one because this was sort of all over the place, but it's all good because we, we finally got through a podcast. We had a lot to talk about. Um, our next podcast, we'll try to get Ed back on this to you know create some structure to this podcast. Tom, it's almost time for another RB draft. But first of all, shout out to Miss Superwife. You know, if, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be doing these podcasts at all. We would have quit like a year ago. Yep. Wait, can we give a shout out to one of our other supporters? He uh, he's been he, he's tweeted us a lot over the pe- over the course of the last couple of years. I forget his name though. Um, we, you gave him a shout out recently, or you thanked him for supporting us. Oh man! Um, you remember? You remember? There's a few. Jason Renfro? No. Yeah, Sam. Sam. Damn, you should have told me to make a list. There's a there's a bunch of people I'd like to shout out right now. And you there's, can't forget um, about our Facebook C- Facebook Cinematic page. is another one. He's another one. Uh, who who are you gonna mention? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Philip 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 W. I can't even pronounce his name, but Winfield? he seems to be a big fan of. Yeah, is that him? Yeah. Is that your boy? No, I he, I just know he's a fan. I mean, a supporter of us. Uh, Bell ninety. Man, we have a lot of fans, man. Supporters, man. This is our family, man. Come on. Michelle Wallace, obviously. This is our family. Well, our next family. podcast, I'm, I'm gonna make a list. We're gonna shout out every supporter we have that that have been with us since day one. Man, I haven't even been there since day yeah, one. But you, all right, you weren't even here. You were threatened to yeah, quit the is... site since you joined back in. Uh, 2011, I think. Slam, Tom, please don't judge me for the way I was back in 2009. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, all right. Well, oh, man, you know what? I forgot to mention Playa, one of our favorite groups, our boy Smokey and Black. They reunited as Playa, and they performed with Jagged Edge How did this out happen? there in Memphis. How did this happen? Tom, we're going to talk about this next week. This podcast is going way too long. So what I'm going to say is thank you guys for the support. We'll check back in very soon because I can't even classify this as a podcast. This is just a rant. This is a so, podcast. This is a All right. <laughs> all right, Tom, you're going to settle down over here. <laughs> um, so this is Kyle. We've got Tom. We're going to sign out, and we'll talk with you guys soon. Peace. Peace.